Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, welcome back to Money MD here on a very cold week. Fortunately, um, the stock market is hot. Fortunately, hotter. the stock market is 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 a lot warmer <laughs> than it has come been. Come back a little it's bit. Having but, uh, a great month. Um, yeah. Weather but, has uh, been cold, but the weather has been very cold. So if you're listening to us up in the polar vortex north or something, you know, get a big cup of hot chocolate and settle in because yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a good show. We go, got some good information for you right. here. Go, and go. it's Super Bowl weekend. It is. That's right. Uh, Patriots and the Rams. You got to. Get a pick? That's right. Well, I mean, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. I mean, good grief. Yeah, him I mean, and Belichick are whew, eighth, almost money. Eighth Super Bowl, I mm, think. You I know, think you're right. so uh, gee, yeah, I'd, I'd have to put my money on him if I were going to bet about it. Bet on it, but you Not, never know. Yeah. Hey, maybe the Rams are the are the Clemson Tigers of the NFL. That's right. and they're gonna you take them know. down. Yeah, we'll see. It's. I think the point spread is only two and a half points between yeah. the two, so yeah. it's pretty low. It's a field yeah. goal. Yeah. So that'll be good. Good weekend ahead here. So uh, thanks for tuning in, though. We have a great show for you. Um, You know, we're going to start off talking about the five investment accounts that you should consider. Um, You know, I mean, there are certain types of accounts. I can bet you out of these five, there's at least one you don't have and you haven't really thought much about. And these are really important to give you some flexibility in retirement, position you really well for the future so that you have all the tools in your tool chest to manage your taxes and create your income and take care of, you know, take advantage of all the tax advantages that are out there for you in retirement. Yeah, and then we're going to talk about um, gamifying your financial goals. And uh, Steve, I don't know if you and Kathy like to dress up when you talk about budgets or whatever, but uh, there's some different uh, topics and uh, actually different uh, strategies to uh, make sure you hit your financial goals, and we're going to go through those. A couple of interesting ones. I really like it, so uh, stick around for that. Good ideas. Yeah, that'll be very good, no doubt. By the way, I'm Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro with over 23 years' experience in providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis, also a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 25 years. We're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly show. Our podcast are up every Friday afternoon. Yeah, check out our website. It's moneymd.net. We have a link to the podcast in addition to a lot of other tools and videos out there. So go check that out. Uh, Facebook page that we put a, um, a post on every week, uh, video, and then uh, Twitter handle is moneymd. Yeah, we'd love to hear your questions as well. You can email us directly at info at moneymd.net right off of our website. Um, but we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Got a little Jackson 5 going on, and the song is I Want You Back. Can you guess the year? 1969. Yeah, that was great. Those yeah. guys were good, you know. But, uh, yeah, that leads us right into our financial fact of the week. It does. Doesn't it? The, because. The, the U.S. jobless claims fell to the lowest level since 1969. That was the same year that the Jackson 5 had this hit. That's right. It's a that's long right. time, man. That's like 50 years. That is a long time. And it just shows you how strong the economy, the underlying economy really is, despite, you know, some of the weakness that you hear about out there, um, you know, with with home sales are down a little bit and the market, of course, is, you know, still in correction territory after the bear market territory hit back in December. 
Um, but the economy is still very strong and particularly parts of it like jobs. I mean, my stars, you know, I mean, to be to have the lowest weekly claims in almost 50 years is pretty remarkable. It really is. It's um, it is interesting. There's just a, a dichotomy going on in the the market analysis. Part of the the you know stats say, hey, things are healthy, and then there's some other areas that that aren't as healthy. So, but that's very positive. I mean, unemployment rate's still very low, also. Yeah, I mean, so the job market is smoking. It really is. Um, you can't can't deny that. Um, you know, there are some some weak pockets in the economy now, and the economy has cooled off a little bit since last year, but. There are parts of it that are piping along, and jobs are one of them. So that's that's really positive news here for the year ahead. So uh, that's a great fact of the week. And that leads us up here to our first topic, and that is the five investment accounts that you should consider. Um, this is based on an article out of U.S. News and World Report. Um, very recently, Teresa Mears uh, authored it. And uh, But, John, you know, we've heard, you know, I mean, all the, the, the warnings um, – that you should save more for retirement. I mean, there are lots of people that are obviously way behind in retirement savings. And um, so you need to take advantage of all these tools that are out there that are designed to help you get to retirement. And, you know, Uncle Sam, they want to help you. I mean, there there are some some great tax advantages to these types of accounts that we're going to talk about out there, you know, like the 401k and IRA, but, you know, also HSAs and you know, just tax-deferred type of accounts, um, long-term capital gains mm-hmm. as well, or taxed at a lower rate. So, I mean, we're going to talk about all those as well as several of the types that you probably haven't heard about that you need to consider <clears throat> for a well-balanced retirement plan. Yeah, and the first one is, is very common. It's the 401k plan. Um, it's usually the easiest, uh, really good place to start investing for retirement. You can save uh, up to $19,000 uh, if you're under the age of 50. Payroll deduction makes it really easy. Uh, if you're over 50, it's $25,000. And if you leave your job, you can roll that over to uh, your new 401k or to an, uh, an IRA outside of the um, the 401k world. And, you know, the 401k is usually offered by a for-profit company, but teachers and other employers, um, you know, have that are nonprofits, uh, they, it's a 403b uh, instead. It works very similar to a 401k. That's right. And, you know, for most people, this is the place to start, especially for young people, to you know, start with your 401k plan at work. Um, you know, that's particularly enticing if your employer gives you a match on part of your contributions. And it's essentially free money. I mean, you can't afford to not take advantage of the free match that you get in a lot of 401ks out there. And so, you know, if you're working for a company that has those matches, you should definitely should save in that plan, get your free match. It's a great way to get a really good head start on building your retirement savings and, you know, you can't do better than that 50% or up to 100% match that many retirement plans offer. Um, so, but if you're self-employed, um, you have even more options, you know, I mean, some of which have significant savings. Um, you know, exactly which plan or combination of accounts that you use, you know, really depends on your personal financial situation. There are a category of people who are self-employed, who own their own business, And, you know, they have more complicated choices to make. Um, So you may want to consult, you know, an accountant, um, engage a financial planner, discuss the strategy. You know, not only do you need to figure out what type of account to use, but you also need to pick a company to handle your accounts. So, you know, unless your employer has the 401k and you work for a company that does, 
um, and you can use their plan. Otherwise, you might need to choose your 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 you know a separate what type of vehicle you're going to use as well as choosing the investments. But be aware that all accounts come with fees, you know, and, and fees do eat into your return. So you need to be careful. You need to make sure you understand what the costs are going to be, um, what the best vehicle is, what the lowest cost vehicle is, the most efficient. Um, you know, you need to know what your time horizon is, how much risk you can afford, uh, how much growth and return you need. And so, you know, make sure the right funds are available in the, the vehicle that you use. But you want to take advantage other retirement plans, and you know, if it, if you're self-employed, it might be a SEP IRA, it might be a simple IRA, um, but you know, this tax deferred comes right off of your income, so it gives you some tax advantages. You don't want to overlook that. Yeah, and another account here, Steve, is called a health savings account HSA. Um, is becoming more popular. It's been around for a while, um, but <clears throat> more people today are being offered something that they may not recognize it as a retirement savings tool. And it's it's the HSA account. I mean, these accounts are not are, are only available to uh, those that have a high deductible health insurance policy. And uh, not only can you have a health, not only can a health savings account lower the cost of your insurance plan, it can also help boost your retirement savings. And what a lot of folks don't realize is that um, both of these tools can help you save for retirement. You don't have to spend it when it's in a in a HSA. You can let it sit there and grow over time. Yeah, that's right. And it grows tax free. So that's a beautiful, beautiful combination. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been talking about these for a long time and, and it, they're becoming more popular. So they're obviously catching on. Um, but with these, you know, high deductible health plans that you have, um, you can save up to $3,500 a year for an individual or $7,000 a year for a family. And if you're 55 or older, you can contribute an extra $1,000. Um, so that'd be, you know, $8,000 a year. So if you're over 55 and then you can withdraw the money from your account to pay for eligible, you know, medical expenses, pretty much any medical expenses or co-pays, um, you know, even things like eyeglasses fall into that category. But if you don't spend the money, it rolls over indefinitely. So you can accumulate that money. And once you're age 65, you can withdraw the money for any reason without a penalty um, but you do have to pay income tax on it if you withdraw it with for and it's not for medical expenses. Or you can use it um for retirement related medical expenses tax free. Um so you know, I mean the bottom line here is it grow it's tax deductible when you put it in. You get a deduction on the front end, just like you do from an IRA, but then you get to pull it out for medical expenses later, <clears throat> just like a Roth. So it combines the benefits of an IRA with the benefits of a Roth. It's the best of both worlds. It's the best of both worlds, and it's just and it's a, it's really the best tax advantage vehicle on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to take advantage of that if you have a high deductible plan. You can use the money for you know doctors' visits, contact lenses, medications, anything. Um, you know, personally, John, you know, me and Kathy have one of these and, and we're, we've been putting our money in it for, you know, over 10 years now and we're not taking anything out. We're kind of just letting it accumulate because it grows tax free. Mm-hmm. So why take it out early? And then you can save the medical bills and you can build them up and you can take it out later to re- repay yourself for all the medical bills you've incurred over the years. So what's the rush? You know, yeah, if, yeah. as long as you have money elsewhere <clears throat> that you can pay your current medical expenses, take it out later, tax-free. 
Um, or you can save it and use it for your long-term care plan. Mm-hmm. You can let it build up. And you know what? I mean, you can accumulate a lot of money in there over 10, 15 years if you're maxing that puppy out. And you have your own self-funded long-term care plan. Yeah, and it, you actually can put it in investments as well. There's, exactly. You know, it's over $2,000 you're able to invest it. And so, you know, it's going to go up and down like the market goes up. But fortunately, the market goes up more than it's gone down. So it, it, it turns out to a nice growth vehicle. So it grows tax-free. So, you know, yeah, there are funds available in there if you use the right provider for it. Um, so there are multiple companies you can use, and it's going to grow you know, at market rates of return if you invested in stock market type funds. Mm-hmm. So uh, a great tool. So anyway, that leads us up to our next tool. Yeah, the Roth IRA. I mean, we, we mentioned that uh, briefly with the Roth IRA, you're contributing after-tax dollars. So you've already settled up with the uh, the IRS. And uh, so you don't get a tax deduction on your contribution. However, the money you earn grows tax-free and you pay no taxes on the withdrawal after you reach 59 and a half. Um, plus, unlike a regular IRA, there are no mandatory withdrawals after 70 and a half. There's not a required minimum distribution. Uh, you can also um, withdraw the amount contributed, not the earnings, at any time with no penalty and no taxes due, which is not uh, the case with traditional IRAs. Now, we do recommend once you put it in an IRA, leave it there. There's a benefit long term for letting it grow. So if you take in, if you use it as a savings account pulling in and out, then it's not going to benefit you that much. That's right. Yeah, the Roth's a great tool. We recommend that for everybody because it gives you more flexibility when you hit retirement. If you have some tax-free money that you can draw from, in addition to your pre-tax money that might be in your IRA or your 401k plan, that way you can manage your taxes a little bit. You know, you got some flexibility every time you're taking money out to take a trip or buy a new car. You don't have to kick yourself into a higher tax bracket by pulling it out of your retirement plan with pre-tax money. You can pull it out of a Roth and manage your tax situation a little bit. So it gives you that flexibility that you really need in retirement. You know, but to contribute to a Roth IRA, you have to make less than 137,000 if you're single or 203,000 if you're married filing jointly this year. Um if your income is more than 122,000 single um or 193,000 filing jointly, then the the contribution is going to be reduced, so it's kind of prorated up to that top limit. So make sure you're you're eligible to contribute before you do it, or else you'll have to take a you know you have to to correct that that contribution and take it out later. So you don't want to have to do that. Um, but you can contribute to a Roth IRA or tra- traditional IRA. The limits are the same for both. You can't put it in both. You can only do one or the other, or you can do a combination of them up to that. That seven thousand dollar a year limit if you're under age fifty five for, um, you know, for a person contributing. So, uh, yeah, that's a great tool. Take advantage of the Roth IRA. The next tool you want to take advantage of is simply a money market account. Um, you know, and how most people aren't aware, but now that the Fed has raised rates nine times in the past two years. There's really no excuse for not getting a reasonable rate of return on your savings and your cash investments. You know, and everybody has an emergency fund out there, and you don't want that money. You know, if you got twenty or $30,000 sitting in an emergency fund, emergency fund, you don't want it sitting in a savings account earning 0.1%. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's time to get some real interest on that money. So, you know, you need to open a high-yield savings account that earns better than 2% or some type of money market account that earns better than 2%. 
Um, you know, Vanguard's probably my favorite company for doing that um, simply because they have a very high-yielding money market account. They're a huge company. They're easy to deal with online. You can link it to your bank account and just transfer money to it when you want to or move money back. Um, but, you know, they're now paying north of of, of 2.25% um, in their money market account. So if you have $50,000 sitting sitting in cash accounts, that's an extra $1,000 a year in interest you could be making with a money market account instead of a traditional savings account. So you, it's time to take a look at those. Yeah, it's a good, good suggestion. Another one, last one here on the list, Steve, is it's a tax manage. Um, it's TOD account. That's transfer on death, also known as a brokerage account. And, um, you know, with the recent tax changes, a lot of people are in the 12% tax bracket for for federal taxes. And if you're in that bracket, you pay no long-term capital gains tax. Um, if you're married, uh, if you're filing married and have less than 101000 of gross income, then you're in that, that 12% category. And that means that as long as you keep any realized gains as long-term, they'll be taxed zero, <laughs> you know, which is, it doesn't happen very often, right? Tax-free, <clears throat> zero. Can't get any lower than that. Yeah, that's right. So the way you do that is with a tax-managed account. Uh, it limits um, realized capital gains and focuses on um, on long-term gains instead of the short terms that are, you know, sometimes distributed by mutual funds. This is simply the type of account which you can invest an unlimited amount of after-tax money, have it grow mostly tax-deferred, and take it out whenever you want without any penalties, or a lot of taxes associated with it. So it's, you know, the money's completely liquid. It's not a retirement account per se. It can be used for retirement, but it, it's not treated with the same rules. You can also have beneficiaries on the account to avoid probate as well. So that's what makes it a TOD or transfer on death account. Yeah, it's a very useful account. You want to take advantage of that. Um, if you have extra money, you know, above a Roth IRA and above your 401k plan that you can invest, um, you know, a tax-managed TOD account is very tax-efficient, and it's totally flexible. You can take money out any time. And again, if you're in a 12% bracket or less, uh, then it's then long-term capital gains are tax-free. So you want to mm. take advantage of that, and a tax-managed account will do that. So take a look at that. We certainly have one that, you know, a lot of our clients use. Um, of course, you know, there are dozens of varieties of investment accounts that you can employ, but, you know, these are, are, are a few of the most beneficial and often overlooked accounts that we see people neglect to fully utilize. Um, you know, flexibility is one of the very important attributes of a great retirement plan. And having these types of accounts will afford you that kind of flexibility. Successful retirees that we see usually have the majority of these types of accounts approaching retirement that they're using and they're taking full advantage of all those benefits out there. So those are the five investment accounts that you need to consider. And that leads us up here to our question of the week. Yeah, the question's pretty simple. How much is enough to retire on? And, you know, I've been kind of investigating this and having a lot of conversations with clients. They'll come in and say, hey, am I ready to retire? And, um, you know, there's been a couple of unique circumstances where one spouse has been really sick and, and the husband, um, you know, was needed to help take care of the spouse. And, um you know, it's uh, it's 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 really challenging. So when you start looking at the retirement plan and you look at the different options and how they've saved in so well and uh, so forth, and and so it really boils down to the income that can be produced from your retirement pension, social securities, and investments. Can you live on that from a budget standpoint? So there's a number coming right. from the retirement plan, and it has to match up to the budget. 
And so that really is the way that you can say, hey, this is enough. We don't need to continue to work another year or four or five. Certainly more conservative, but, you know, in some cases it makes sense to um, to retire early to do other things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the key is you need to have to have a plan. You right. know, you have to know where your income's coming from, how much do you have saved, how much do you need to have saved. Um, but you need to have a budget to know, you know, how much, how much you're, you're, what your standard of living is yeah, and right. what standard of living you want. So, um, yeah, that's a great question, but you know, it's, it really just comes down to planning and, and budgeting. So, uh, good question of the week. And that leads up to our next topic. And that is speaking of budgeting. That's right. Budgeting is no fun. So try gamifying. Yeah. Your financial goals. Do you and Kathy dress up when you do budgets? Oh yeah, we do like charades and stuff. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's a blast, this, John. Th- this couple tried to uh, wear a. Uh, this comes from managing money from a guy named Kevin Voigt. Uh, one couple uh, they tried to wear cat and dog mask mask <laughs> to talk about money, and um, because their previous attempts had ended in shouts and pointing fingers, and um, so they tried to dress up, and um, you know it sparked another disagreement over spending. Um, the, they said that they felt like they were about to go rob a bank because <laughs> <laughs> they had masks on and so forth. So the, the, their Halloween tactic didn't work, but the strategies did five years later, the credit card debt was, uh, was zero. <clears throat> so they, they kind of tried to have fun with it and make a game with it. Um, so, so mo- most financial advice is pretty easy, right? Spend less, save more. Um, but where's the fun in that? So there's here's some tricks that uh, have been used, and there's a couple good ones here I really like. And uh, the first one is is kind of straightforward, but it's um it's it's effective. Yeah. Well, you have to say at least that couple was trying. That's you know? right. I mean, they were being Cat creative. They were taking it seriously. But, uh, yeah, let's don't try that one. I don't think it's a great approach. But you know, I mean, the first one's just track your spending. Okay, I mean, it's very basic. You know, budgeting type type of tool here. But here's an example. You know, one Salt Lake City couple in their early 30s um, came to a financial planner for help. And by appearances, they were doing great. They had two young children, two successful careers that together they were earning over $200,000 per year. You know, but that success masked the fact that, you know, through child care, a mortgage, a bank loan for home improvements, two car loans, credit card bills, they were draining about $78,000 a year in debt payments, and they didn't really know where it was all going. Yeah, so so for one month, and I like this is the key, is at the end of each day, each day they sat down, they tallied where they spent their money. Uh, they didn't change their spending. They just started to understand where it was being spent, and that awareness did wonders for their behavior. Uh, the couple cut $2,800 in spending the next month, and then they really started to get excited, and uh, they were kind of focusing on what they could do with the other 78000 So that keeps the motivation high is look at it daily. Make it a game you know, to, to try not to spend <clears throat> and at least understand it. So um, certainly you know, working with a professional to make a financial plan will help but you can do this. Some people can do this on their own. Some people do need help and so forth. So that's one of them is just track it daily and see where it's going. The second one is set a 30-day savings challenge. Um, there was a, a gentleman who used a 30-day savings challenge. Um, so they wanted to fund a, a short vacation. And the couple tried to sell at least one item a day on Craigslist, eBay, or secondhand stores. So they went through their house and they were just trying to raise money for this goal. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's very, 
very ambitious, you know, 30 days, sell something every single day. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty good. So I guess they had to list a lot of things there, but yeah, I mean, they earned over $500 selling old phones, iPods, furniture, used gifts from their, their wedding. Um, you know, unused gifts, I should say, excuse (laughs) me, uh, CDs, books, other items. Um, you know, the big money, they said it was in the first 15 days, but then it got really hard, you know, to think of things to sell. Um, you know, the final item they sold was firewood that was left at their house by (laughs) the previous owner. Getting creative. Yeah, no doubt. But, you know, it brought him and his wife together, they say, you know, and it made them, you know, look at why they had bought some of the things in the first place. So for them, it was a very positive experience. They got rid of some, some junk probably. And, uh, you know, they earned 500 bucks. So, hey, that's a great strategy. Yeah, and that 30-day challenge led to some bigger 12-month challenges where they were contributing a percent more uh, each month to their 401k savings. And um, then they also had a goal to increase the mortgage payment by $100 every month to pay it off quicker. So, um, you know, you can have those little short goals that you're really focused on and make, you know, some step changes. Another one, which I really like this, is declared no spend weeks. And, you know, when uh, when unexpected bills strike, um, you know, this uh, couple, they would declare gas and grocery weeks. After basic bills were covered, they would challenge themselves to only sp- spend filling up the gas tank or the refrigerator until the next paycheck ends, it hits. So, you yeah. know, you got certain things that have to go out, utilities and mortgage. Um, but gas and food was the only thing they could spend. No discretionary <laughs> expenses. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great idea. You know, such a no spend weeks, a good strategy to take a baby steps toward, you know, the bigger financial targets. It's a, you know, shorter term period. It's an easier goal in goal. Um, so, you know, skipping the morning coffee or the drive through on the way to work, bring a lunch from home. Just say no to the after hours stuff after work. You know, it's it's a good strategy. I like the 30 day or the excuse me, the no No spend spend week. Yeah, I do. I like that as well. And another one here is defend your savings. Um, The single best financial move this couple did was they had 20 percent of their paycheck sent straight into the savings account. Then the challenge became, can our family make it to the next paycheck without tapping that cash? Kind of similar to the no spend. And, you know, it can can kind of feel like a game of overdraft roulette roulette. Um, as they would monitor their account to try to get it, you know, as close to zero as possible before drawing on their savings. He said sometimes they didn't make it, but the savings account is far fatter than it was before. So one, you know, unexpected benefit of this strategy, our talks about money have become more frequent and less fraught, um, and they're no longer uh, have to wear the mask to talk about the budget. So that's a positive. So, uh, you know, I think the key, the takeaway from this is you really got to be intentional with your money. Uh, otherwise, it's going to slither away in the, the dark of the night, right? So you got to really sit down and focus. And the other thing, which I think kind of came out in this discussion is uh, it helps relationships because you're sitting down and you're working on a common goal together. Exactly. Yeah. No, these are great tips. And I think it's a great start. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe try gamifying your financial goals, but I don't know if I'd wear the cat suit or whatever it was they were doing. <laughs> oh, you could dress up as a tiger. There you go. Clemson tiger. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Are we still talking about <laughs> finances? Okay. Oh, yeah, right. Let's move on. Uh, the last item here is the RX of the week. Yeah, this um, – so uh, the Dave Ramsey has a uh, FPU course, Financial Peace University. We're teaching it at our – at our church, um, uh, involved in that process and, uh, just really great resources, videos, forms, 
Uh, we had about 60 people that signed up for it. Um, Matthew's helping out with that as well at, at, a, at another campus and just really positive. Um, you know, it's, it's great seeing couples and there's some single folks in there that are just have made the decision that, you know, I'm going to have a different 2019. I'm going to try to take the stress out. There's a great process involved. So if you've never taken Dave's FPU course, I uh, highly recommend you go check it out. You can go to DaveRamsey.com, put in your zip code, find a course or a class close to you and, and go join it. You can also do it at home as well. But I think getting in groups and talking about this is uh, very beneficial because you, you hear the struggles of other folks and there's some good suggestions that you wouldn't have thought about. So make 2019 a different year financially. Go do some research. A lot of books, a lot of information out there. And Dave has a lot of resources also. Yeah, an FPU class is a great way to do it, and there's almost all there's almost always one starting up locally, mm-hmm. you know, near you. So get on the website, find a course near you. Usually they're held at churches, and uh, they usually start, you know, in March would be a good time for one to start. They usually start January, like March, February, you know, yeah, yeah, kind of every quarter you'll see them starting. So uh, great prescription of the week. All right, well, that's been this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week. There are more prescriptions for your financial health. Do check us on our website, moneymd.net. Email us your questions at info at moneymd.net or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor. 